One of the most talked about measures this year on the ballot in North Dakota is going to is, has been will continue to be measure three. This is the measure to legalize recreational marijuana as well as to expunge criminal records if you've possessed marijuana or things of that nature. So we recently re, uh, released some polls regarding this measure. And so we asked you, hey, would you support or oppose Measure three, legalizing recreational marijuana here in the great state of North Dakota. If we can bring this graphic up, please. But uh, here's what we've got for you. We have for this measure, only 26% of you, according to our poll, said that you are for measure three, while 65% of you say you are against measure three. Then the measure three proponents, they went out. Now, keep in mind, our poll was landline and cell phones. That's how we got our data. There was another poll from measure three proponents. Their poll was online, so they did something you know fairly similar, if you will. They asked you, hey, do you, would you vote yes or no if the election were held today on Measure 3? What they found from their online poll is that 51% of you said, yeah, I would support this, while 36% of you said, no, I do not support the legalization of recreational marijuana. So recently we sat down with North Dakota House Majority Leader Al Carlson. We talked about a myriad of issues. It was a very extensive conversation. We're going to put all of that up online at some point here in the near future. But one of the things that did come up was Measure 3, and you've heard me talk about this before, but I made the proposal to him about, hey, what if we legalized weed and then we zeroed out income taxes? Could that be a possible you know, workforce recruitment tool? And I said it somewhat in jest to him, but here's uh, his interaction with me just the other day about it. But in all seriousness, if you get rid of taxes and legalize weed, wouldn't that be a good recruiter for workers? Well, yeah, if you had anybody left that could remember to go to work. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you would say. Yeah, well, you got a response. I think that's the worst measure on the ballot by far. Why? Why? Because I think it's really bad for society. I think it's bad for families. I think it's bad for law enforcement. I think it's bad for schools. I, I think it, it has so many inherent, pro inherent problems in it that it just is not... Uh, why is it federally illegal? There's a reason why years ago it was made illegal. It's a dangerous gateway drug that leads to other but I, things. I think some would say, and again, I don't have, I, I do have some proof for this. You look at the war on drugs, that's been obviously completely done incompetently. $50 billion a year we spend. You've got asset forfeiture issues, which a lot of people say that they'll go after and take your assets to fund, you know, some of these law enforcement staffs. I mean, why not just legalize it and, and take the cartel out of it? Well, obviously that's what they're trying to do. But the cartel. But why is that a bad thing? Well, then they then they tell me, you know, you're going to have all these social problems, these inherent problems. But if you tax too much, there'll be a black market. So they don't want us to tax it because if we do, then we're just going to sell it out of the trunk of our car anyway. Because everybody in the block is going to be growing it. It is a bad thing for North Dakota. I hope the voters are smart enough to put it down. So as you can tell there, Little Carlson, he is a big no on Measure 3. We'll see how this thing ends up on Election Day. But also a gentleman by the name of Don Murphy. He's a former Republican uh, out of the state of Maryland. He recently was in North Dakota. He is pro, pro Measure 3. And you heard me just mention there to uh, Leader Carlson about the war on drugs has been an epic failure in our country. So Mr. Murphy said something interesting. We want to play that for you now. I want to ask you this. If marijuana was currently legal, and this vote were to make it illegal, knowing all that you know about the drug war and how well that's gone, would you vote to make it illegal now? And if this state goes the way of those others and votes to legalize marijuana, that's going to send a huge message back to Washington. This could end the, you could end the national drug war right here, sending two Republican senators 
or at least two senators to Washington who are sympathetic to the Tenth Amendment aspect of this in a very red Trump state, that would be huge. And that's one of the big reasons I'm here. Also, a while back, we were meaning to play this interview for you. Uh, it's funny, I've got the exact same tie on here. I'll see you in a moment. But I sat down with, he's the executive director. It's called Normal. It's the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, Eric Altieri. We talked about Measure 3. He is pro-Measure 3, so I threw a kind of play devil's advocate with him. Here's our conversation. Eric, welcome to Point of View. Great to have you here, sir. Obviously, we're talking about Measure 3, legalizing recreational marijuana. You're a proponent of that, so let me ask you kind of a different question. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest reason why Measure 3 should pass in North Dakota? Measure 3 should pass. No, because, shouldn't pass. Uh, shouldn't pass. Uh, that's... I, I'm as a proponent. I don't think there's a reason it shouldn't pass. There's no reason that this shouldn't pass. Absolutely not. I think it's time to end the arrests of adults for marijuana in the state. It's time to legalize it. It's time to end the failed experiment of prohibition that's lasted far too many decades. So let me throw this at you then, because according to one of our assistant state's attorney uh, here in North Dakota, she says that this decriminalizes minor and consumption for all ages. You come across a 16-year-old that's high, it's like, okay, there's nothing we can do here, that's okay. That's incorrect. It, it, everything for minors is clearly in the initiative that's illegal. It's still going to prohibit, prohibit sales to minors, possession by minors. This is not a bill that's going to legalize marijuana for children. But how are you going to regulate that? Because one of the big talking points is that there's no regulations in this bill other than maybe the minor piece, but as far as selling it, my understanding is I can grow as much as I want, sell as much as I want, there's no regs on that. Sure. What Measure 3 is about is simply ending those arrests. It doesn't mean that there won't ultimately be regulations. Um, in terms of adding new things, uh, such as business licenses, regulations of that sort, you just need a simple majority in the state legislature to do so. So should this pass, what we will do immediately is end the arrest and the destruction of lives and families that prohibition is causing, and then the state legislature can decide what the best protocols and regulations are for North Dakota, as we've seen in states like Colorado and others when they, even though they approved them, they still tweaked them and made them better and achieved the best results. Because that's what I'm getting at. When I asked you initially, hey, why shouldn't this pass? And you go, hey, there's no reason not to. I mean, clearly if you look at some other states, they've had some issues, they say, as far as crime rates going up, there's been some vehicle, uh, more people out there driving under the influence. I mean, those are you see those clearly as negative aspects of this, correct? The actual states would disagree with you. Um, the reports from Washington State, from Oregon, from Colorado State, from the governments show that DUIDs as terms of traffic fatalities are not going up. In fact, highway traffic fatalities in Colorado are at historic lows post-legalization. Uh, these crime rates, um, in fact, in many places they've gone down. Um, and that's partially because some of these businesses are operating um, where they have to have security guards, cameras, they're bringing extra foot traffic to neighborhoods where people are less likely to commit crimes. Uh, I disagree that those are things that are actually happening in Colorado and states that have legalized, and we have government data that says that I am correct. Well, I think that the vehicle part, they say, hey, this is still out for debate. And there's been a recent study, so you know what, they say one thing, but also they're saying, hey, much of this could be because you've got better reporting at this point. Well, uh, it's actually the people that claim an increase are really um, looking at it wrong because it's, they change how they collect data. Uh, and particularly in Colorado and other legalized states. Um, in the beginning, if there was a traffic fatality or an accident, it was up to the individual police officer to determine whether there would be a drug test. Now, there's a drug test no matter what. Uh, so we compare it simply to, um, if you go to a pond one day and you take your fishing rod and you catch a fish, and you go home, and you're like, it's great, I got one fish. Next day you come with a net and dredge the lake, and you have hundreds of fish. It's not that suddenly there's more fish, it's that your collection is much broader. 
And that's what's happening with this data. Um, and if you look at the way they've changed post-legalization, that's exactly what accounts for the differing numbers. So how are you going to test me? Let's say I get pulled over and I'm under the influence of marijuana. Right now, there's really no way to officially test that. So how are you going to determine if I'm under the influence or not? Well, most studies um, that look at the best ways to do so find that roadside impairment testing is actually very effective in determining if someone's impaired on marijuana. So what you would do here is simply train law enforcement officials to be sure that they're drug recognition experts and they're able to conduct these roadside tests in a responsible way. We don't want people driving impaired. We think that should be illegal. That's dangerous, um, whether it's marijuana, whether it's sleep deprivation, pharmaceuticals, alcohol. We want safe roads. Um, so the way to do that uh, the most effectively is to train police officers to recognize the signs, conduct these roadside impairment tests. It's a rather cost-efficient way to do it as well and we can improve safety on the roads. One other uh, aspect that people are talking about as far as the way this bill is written is this sort of uh, statement of supremacy saying, hey, in the event of the existence of any language in the Century Code which conflicts with this measure, if you will, this measure then supersedes any former state Century Code. Is that an issue? Um, it will depend on what part do you think would be an issue? What would be impacted that people are concerned about? I mean, they're about? suggesting that they would even trump the Constitution in the state. Um, that seems uh, like a weird interpretation to me. My understanding and reading of the bill, as well as our attorneys and other folks who have looked at it, would disagree. And anything that does present a conflict like that can be changed. Um, anything that's specifically in this initiative that needs to be changed can be fixed by the legislature. It's two-thirds vote if they need to change something specific and a simple majority if they want to add things like regulation. Anything else you want to add, sir? I think something that is kind of in all this discussion, um, some of the biggest impacts we see that's very important that legalization has been proven in countless studies to achieve is in regards to the opioid epidemic. Uh, the opioid epidemic is ravaging this country and North Dakota. Uh, what we see in states that have legalized medical and recreational marijuana, you see drastic reductions in opioid overdoses and opioid prescriptions and ER admissions. And it's not a small incidental amount. Uh, most states have seen as much as 25% reductions in opioid overdoses. So if we can legalize marijuana, stop criminalizing individuals and save lives, I think that's a good deal for North Dakota. Let me kind of though, because there are studies as well that say, hey, now that you've legalized uh, marijuana in some states, you take that money out of the cartel's hands, they say, okay, you want to play with my money? Now I'm going to flood the United States with heroin. The cartel that is driving the opioid epidemic is pharmaceutical companies. Most people that are dying of overdoses are but, using but prescription opioids. I'm asking specifically about Mexican cartels, and I think you would agree we've seen an increase in heroin in the United States and deaths because of that. So they're saying, if you want to play with my money and you guys want to legalize this, and I'm going to flood the zone with heroin. Well, I would disagree that we've actually seen a large influx of outside heroin um, because the use statistics have remained pretty consistent over the years in terms of raw heroin. Again, the opioid epidemic is being driven by pharmaceutical opioids, not so much by heroin. Um, and if anything, by legalizing marijuana, you're freeing up law enforcement resources to crack down on dangerous drugs that are being sold like heroin on the streets. Thank you for being here, man. Thank, Thank you very much. much. All right, stay with